morning, everybody. Great, great morning. How's everyone doing? Caleb, how you doing? Oh, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. Mr. Solo Doe today. Uh, again. Uh yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happened happened today with my boy. Um it it might not it, it might not be a conversation we're gonna have with the podcast. I'm gonna try and bring it to the podcast. Um but anyway guys, it's Monday. Um Pope Rome's having a great start to the week. Uh again, we're in fourth quarter of the year. Time to finish strong, time to hit those goals, time to just go, go, go. Um, all that momentum that you've created through the year, right? Like this is the time to start capitalizing and basically push you in to uh to next uh next year, right? Uh to be honest, guys, you should really already be on your goals for first quarter next year. Um that should really like you guys should already be thinking about that, right? And and I think of the analogy of like the dealerships, right? Like the dealerships already have the new year model in the lot. Maybe not October, but definitely November. Right? Uh same thing. Like what do we got to do for the new year? What goals we got to hit? Like what's the new targets? You know, like you know, for me I got my like my big targets. Like I already like I already know where I need to be like June or what my target is for June next year. Um and it's funny how it just evolves like you know, it just evolves. So um yeah, guys, whatever I can do to help assist with your goals, um, actually, I might be able to, uh, uh, if you, if any workout goals you guys need, like, I can't say too much, but yeah, I might be, I might be able to help with that. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Mahana Fresh, build your own bowl. We got a new bowl, uh, the Hawaiian ham bowl. Um, if you like ham, if you like pineapple, um, this is the bowl for you. Uh, so come check it out. Follow me on social media. See what it's all about. See what we're doing. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. I'm done ranting. Um, let's let's get into this episode. Great morning, everybody. On today's episode of Shipbuilding with just Cooper. Today, um, we have a gentleman here who was born in. Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, him and his mother immigrated to the U.S. when he was eight years old. Growing up, he enjoyed learning and playing with technology. He now works in the consulting industry as a senior site rehability engineering manager based in Indianapolis, Indiana. He started his real estate journey in t- 2017. Uh, before his daughter was born to be financially free and spend time with them. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Henry Ophia. Awesome. Thanks, Cooper. Awesome, 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 awesome. Henry, thanks for uh, uh, taking the time tonight or this morning, excuse me. Uh, I know you're a busy, busy guy. Um, can you just tell our audience a little bit more about um, just who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Sure. So um, thanks for having me on the show. Um, this is uh, the first time I'm ever doing this, so it's like pretty awesome. Um, so as you said, my uh, my name is Henry Ophia. Um, I was born in Nigeria, uh, Lagos, Nigeria, a little town outside of Lagos, but that's the biggest known city. Uh, so we moved to the U.S. You know, around when I was eight years old with my mom. Uh, 
uh, and then just kind of, uh, you know, bounced around a little bit in the U.S. until we finally found our place uh, where we, uh, you know, kind of settled at. And then um, after that, it was just kind of state. We lived in uh, New Jersey, really, uh, for a couple of years and then moved out to like Georgia. And then from there, I moved out to Indianapolis, Indiana, where I am now uh, for school. And uh, but back in when I, when I was a kid, I really loved playing with computers. Um, you know, we weren't the richest family coming in uh, or, you know, just kind of the standard immigrant family that comes in. Um, you know, I enjoyed playing computers. My mom was really frugal. You know, she got me a computer and then I wanted to figure out how it worked, you know, just trying to understand why does the computer work the way it did. So I thought the best thing was to take it apart <laughs> and see what it was like inside. And I freaked out after I took it apart and I was like, oh, crap, I got to make this thing work again. So try to start putting it back together. By the way, I was nine years old now. So wow. I somehow I got a screwdriver and just took apart the computer. Um, so it took me about five hours to kind of put all the parts back together and then get it working. And I was quite amazed at myself. And then I think that's kind of where my love for technology kind of sparked from. So I really just kind of took that and like flew with it um, all throughout like uh, middle school, high school. I guess that was more in middle school. So throughout like my the rest of my middle school, high school, and then obviously into college. So uh, it was really a uh, you know a huge journey for me then, uh, or a huge accomplishment for me then. So you know fast forward a little bit, um, you know into college, I went to school over in Purdue University, did my undergrads, uh, and then did my masters right after, and then. You know, got a job at, you know, did the whole thing, got a job um, at a consultant firm, you know, started working my way up the ladder there. And then, you know, fast forward to like about 20, 2017. Uh, so I got married to my wife that was then girlfriend uh, from college. And we we're having our first kid in, you know, we had our first daughter, our, we had our daughter in 2018, uh, February. But back in like 2017, it was like, you know, going through after after having like wedding bills and like okay we really need to figure out how we're going to you know start planning for like a future with a family you know like with like you know kids coming lots more responsibilities compared to just the two of us we can't just be as a um willy-nilly and just spend as much as we want or just you know have those extravagant dinners or travel at wherever we want at any time so just kind of started trying to do some planning and like all right, how do we, you know, make more money? How do we, you know, whether start a business and something like that. So that was kind of really uh, what we're like, all right, what is the best avenue to go in to really be able to, you know, be financially free or be in this position where we don't have to worry about, oh, it, there's not enough money or I don't have, you know, we don't have to say to our daughter what we heard growing up. No, we can't afford to get that. Uh, no, we, we don't have money to buy that or no, we don't have money to go there. Like, you know, those are such crushing like words to hear as a kid. Right. So making sure that we could uh, get that, not have that to, uh, you know, give that our daughter that same experience. Um, so start thinking about, all right, real estate is probably the best place to go in because one, my mom actually did that back when I was in New Jersey. So that was really the uh, kind of the aha moment, like, all right, let's go into real estate and let's start, you know, looking for real estate so we can get that financial freedom that we needed. Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. I, I love, 
Uh, thanks for sharing that, by the way. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, I, I, just a couple things. I, I love the. Um, I don't. I, I don't want to say the no victim, but like you and your wife obviously w- wanted to live a certain type of way to provide a certain type of life for your daughter, and and I just love when people have the idea and they and they really like explore the idea right like you guys are looking at different type of things businesses what do we want to do because we don't want to be the family that um that can't give our kids the things they want the experiences that right. they, they want right yeah and so exactly. and I, and I and I love when when people have those conversations and it doesn't just stop at a conversation it actually like you guys actually took action um, so I, I really, really love that. Um, <clears throat> can you, can, can you talk about, uh, so, so where, where are you guys at in, in your, in your real estate, real estate journey? So, you know, I, I like to still think we're kind of in the beginning phase of it, um, to me, but, you know, people that I talk to are like, no, no, you're further ahead than you are, but in my opinion, I still feel like I'm really early on. Um, you know, like I bought, we bought our primary residence back in like 2018. And then in 2019, bought the first investment property and then the second one towards the end of the year. And so after buying that first one, we kind of was like, we, you know, we said to ourselves, you know, let's make a goal of just buy two every year. Right. And just, you know, be able to see, let's replace her income. And you know, once we can replace her income, then we continue buying until we can replace my income. So just kind of created that, you know, have that goal in mind. Like that's where, that's how we want to start. So fast forward from 20, I guess, 19 till 2022, and we're at 10 properties in total now. So bought pretty much about two a year, maybe a little bit more and a little more sometimes, but uh, yeah, it's really been, you know, so we're at 10 properties or 10, yeah, 10 properties, uh, 17 doors, I believe. Um, but, and it's just been, you know, I think we got two of them off mark or on market and the rest have been off market, just using like the burst strategy and just, you know, really leveraging that. Uh, but the goal really is to get into like the large uh, multifamily, like or mar- large ap- apartment complexes. But we just like you know we knew we had to work our way up to that. So certainly start small, learn what is needed in like a PM, what is needed in a broker, what's needed in a in a lender, uh, what do you need in a contractor, or you know finding multiple contractors that aren't gonna you know leave you high and dry. Um, so just kind of trying to take those life's le- or those, I guess, real estate lessons at a smaller scale before we get to like the big stuff where it's like that one mistake can really set you back, you know, a, a long way. So I still kind of like to take, you know, say that I'm still in the, where or we're in the early stages of, you know, the investment uh, journey and kind of still, there's a lot of room to grow still. Um, That's awesome. You know, set, setting goals, setting targets, um, buying two properties a year. Now you guys are sitting at ten physical properties, about seventeen doors. Um, that's that's awesome. Can you can you talk a little bit, um, like what like a, a staple question of this podcast, right? Is uh, fear. Like, how did you deal with fear when buying? the first couple of properties 
fear. <laughs> Still deal with fear buying any property, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> love it, that love it. never went away. <laughs> uh, the first one, I think the, really the way I dealt with fear was to just run. So I ran the numbers, right? Then you run the numbers again. Then you run them a third time and then you get somebody else who's an expert or, you know, you're someone who's kind of helps you out. Uh, got my agent to go and look at the numbers and she's like, yeah, those make sense. And then I added some pattern on top to make sure that if there was a worst case scenario that the deal still made sense. And I think that was really what like, all right, I think I feel safe enough to actually take this leap. So that first property was terrified. So I was like, wanted to be super prepared. I estimated like my cash flow was going to be like $150 a month. <laughs> At the end of it, my cash flow was about $450 a month, but I was prepared. And like, you know, I set my mind as like, hey, if you make $150 a month, that is great. You came out winning. So that like really helped me that, all right, I can set enough aside. So if anything goes wrong, I have enough reserves to take care of issues and then just kind of go from there. So I think that was really what helped me get over that first, uh, that first huddle uh, that, or that first property. And then every other property has been just kind of like, all right, what can go wrong with this property or what can go wrong with this deal? And then how do I prepare for it? Um, not by, you know, eating too much into my cash flow, but you know, how, what are some of the other, uh, you know, areas that can go wrong and just kind of trying to prepare for those mentally. That's, um, yeah, we've had a few people on this podcast that, um, you know, the easiest <clears throat> the easiest way to deal with fear, one of the ways to deal with fear is to like, you know, put best case and worst case scenario. And I always say if if you're okay with worst case scenario, mm-hmm. then take then take the, the chance. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, and so um, so that's 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 awesome. You know, I mean, like you said, the fear the fear is always there. Right. But 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 how can you um, minimize uh, the effect? Right. Exactly. Or, or, or how can you talk through it? Um, can can you talk a little bit of. Uh, like, how has it been with uh, with your spouse? Right. Like you like buying, like getting into real estate. How has that relationship been with you and your wife about that? So it's been pretty good. Um, so my wife's a nurse um, and she's actually now studying to be a nurse anesthesiologist. Um, mm, okay. So she, in the last what, two and a half years, she's been pretty hands down or like head head down in like her books in school. So she's really been detached uh, from uh, the whole from the whole business, except for at like key moments where there's a sale about to happen. Then it's like, all right. Uh, what you know, tell me about it so she's super detail focused she'll catch all the little things that, that i miss and then so she's like all right tell me about it and then you know i'll give her the spiel. like okay do you think about this okay well what if this doesn't happen what if that i'm like oh crap okay let me go fi- let me go figure out the answers right <laughs> so she, she's not there on the day-to-day but she's there like at those like pivotal moments and then it's just like it's like kind of like my boss like hey did you check this out did you check that out did you check that out i'm like oh, God. Thanks, boss. Um, let me go. Let me, let me go do that real quick. Yeah. And so that's yep. it, it's been a real. That's kind of really been how it, uh, how it's been. Um, and then, you know, I like to credit like our our house now. When we bought it, she like so funny enough. We found our house off of Craigslist, um, and it was an owner, the seller who was rented it out and was ready to wanted to cash or sell it. Uh, 
and she, you know, we went to come see the house and she negotiated with the seller right there on the spot. So like, no, she was like, no, that's too high. We can't do that. Oh, look at all this. And so she's like, she's really like into like the whole like bargaining and like negotiating really well. Um, and so she kind of does that a lot whenever we have like, you know, whether it's a contract or, or like a contract with like, uh, oh, sorry, when we're dealing with like contractors, you know when she's especially if she's there for like and they're like giving a price and we're doing they're like she's like no 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 what that that doesn't make sense why don't why not do this doesn't say doesn't mean that she has a background in like contracted right or like uh in a construction no she's a nurse right but yeah. she just knows how to like talk with people and like you know really get them to bring down the price something so i'm like half the time it's just like yeah let, let's let's go and uh you know let's go for this bid here that's uh <laughs> you know, so it's just been really kind of like my partner on the uh when it comes to all those things and catching all those little um things i am i may miss so yes yeah, so it's been great yeah no that's that's awesome that's awesome always always having that uh that person double check or like you know it sounds like you guys um like yin, yin and yang you know, like it sounds like you're mm-hmm. kind of the the go getter, the action taker, and and she's kind of like okay, just kind of verifying you, yeah. right? Like making sure you yeah. got your ducks in a row, and and exactly. might just, like let's slow down a little bit, let's double check these things before we we go. So like that's uh, yep. that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. So um, let's go let's go back um to your childhood um. Wh- what prompted the the move um to america so funny enough my mom so my mom actually was a nurse as well is, is a nurse as well um okay. so back in nigeria she studied nursing and then she went to london to go and finish her school in there and then she after she came back she was like you know we actually won the she won the the visa lottery if you're familiar with that but it's like the it's a lottery system to get give visas to or green cards to people to to immigrate over to the US and so this is like back what like 1997 6 or so something like that um so she won the lottery she applied for it and and won it so she essentially could you know we could now move over to the US so that was really the the move or what prompted it it was either us moving to the US or us moving to the UK. <laughs> it was kind of one of the two <laughs> options there. So I didn't really have any control over that. I just I just went along with the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And and then you you mentioned that your your mom started doing investing in some real estate. Yeah. So when we so we first moved to the states, right? So we bounced around a little bit before we finally settled in New Jersey. So in New Jersey, she actually bought a four unit, um, and so this was like a, over by the airport, by Newark Airport. So it's really close to the airport there. So there's a lot of multifamilies in the area. Um, the city is actually called Carteret. So she bought a four unit there. Um, we lived in the first floor, had a finished basement. So we lived in the first floor and had the basement. So she rented out the second floor and the attic. Um, so because the attic was, I think, it was like a two bedroom, one bath or so in the attic. So pretty big attic. Um, so that was how she started invested. And then she met a friend who now like she worked with them and they bought another property and did a f- and flipped it. So she didn't she didn't stay with it long. I don't, I don't know why, but uh, she now essentially after we uh, stayed in that house or in that four in the four unit, we now moved down to the basement and she now rented all three floors and was living rent free for 
I don't know, like maybe five so years. And then we moved to Georgia because she wanted to be closer to family. And so she sold that house for like, I think $200,000 more than she bought it for. And she, with that, she actually used that to pay for, I think like half of that to pay for my whole undergrad. So like super grateful for like, <laughs> for that, like kind of like blank check there to, to towards like my future and yeah, not having a, a, a ton of debt in my, in my name. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's awesome. So like, so that, that's, that's awesome. Did, did she know like what, like, did she, did she know she was investing in real estate? <laughs> Not really. I think she, <laughs> she really did it. I think she just kind of did it just because one, it was, those are the kind of houses available more or yeah. less. And so she just kind of bought it. She, you know, she was able to afford to put the down payment and get everything. So yeah, she just bought it and was like, okay, uh, you know, she had a friend who like helped her you know, kind of navigate those waters of like buying the house and renting it out. Um, you know, we I think by then we'd only been in the U.S. maybe three years, so it's not like she's we've been here like we've been here like so many years that she learned. No, it was just more of like you know met the right people at the right time and just like helped her like helped her like navigate those waters. Like, hey, you know, I can help you do any repairs that you need. Um, just kind of help you walk you through the process. So it was just you know being in the right place at the right time, being the right people, and. And yeah, that was the last investment property she bought. <laughs> yeah. So, for, I mean, so obviously you're seeing this. Did this like, did this spark any, like any entrepreneurial like juices? Cause, cause, cause I'm wondering like when you were, you and your wife were making a decision, like, you know, what do we want to do to make more money? Did seeing your mom and what she did in real estate help your decision on going back, like starting into real estate? Uh, so yes, I did. Um, so funny enough, so my mom in real estate, my dad did, he had a business back in Nigeria or a couple of businesses back in Nigeria. My wife's okay. dad, similarly, both of our parents were business owners back in Nigeria. So we always knew we were going to do our own business just because that's almost kind of like, part of our heritage is just yeah that's what you're around <laughs> right yeah. so yep. we always knew we were gonna go was going that route we just didn't really know at that time what but then you know just started thinking about it because we were renting in a house or renting an apartment and then we always said you know the funny thing is we told ourselves we don't want to buy a house because we want the, the house we want to buy wanted to kind of be like our forever house and then we live yeah. in it and have it, have it as nice as we want right and then was, we were just kind of thinking about it you know going through the times and then getting ready to move into another apartment. And then, you know, we moved into one apartment where we paid way more than what we should be paying for rent. And then it just kind of like, wow, that was a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> we should, even though we're not ready to buy a forever house, let's just buy, let's, we can still buy a house and rent it out when we're ready to move out. And then I was like, well, you know, my mom did this and she can, you know, she did this in New Jersey. It was a four unit. We can let's find a multifamily here in India and see. Let's do the same thing, and see if we can live at least partially rent free. So that was kind of where the idea, uh, what where the idea kind of stemmed from. Definitely, you know, my mom's background uh, really helped in knowing that hey, this is really possible because she was able to use that one house 
she sold it and used half of the money to pay for my whole undergrad and i went out of state so it was pretty expensive so i was like well if that if there's that much power in that one real estate deal then i mean <laughs> there there's the there's limitless uh, opportunities on all the other properties around so yeah i could definitely take advantage of that you know and man like and and this is why it's so powerful like as parents you know to be setting that example right um but like you, you you and and you just said it right like your wife's fam uh, parents both business owners your dad was a business owner your mom was dabbling in real estate and so you got you, just you and your wife just naturally were like well like we've been around business like our whole life. Like we just are, we, we know we're going to do be business owners. Just, it's just when and what we're going to do. Right. Um, and then like, I, yeah. And, and you're just adding to the list of people we've had on this podcast that have basically said the same thing, like seeing their parents do X, Y, and Z in business. They were just like, you know, even if I have to work a nine to five, that's just going to get me to where I need to go to start my business yep. or my entrepreneurial um, journey. So um, no, that's, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. So, so what's, uh, what's next for you, Henry? So next, we're actually you know, still looking into uh, real estate, uh, but kind of trying to uh, taking a slight pivot and looking at like commercial uh, storage okay. um, and wanted to add that to our, uh, I guess our portfolio. Um, and then, one of the biggest things is waiting for my wife to graduate her uh, PhD program. So that's going to really allow us to really focus more on investing and, uh, and then, you know, we can really start spending more time together um, as a family. So, yeah, I think, you know, just looking forward to being able to invest more uh, and then being able to expand the portfolio of investments. Um, she also wants to start her own business as well, where, you know, she's not only just working as a nurse, but, you know, doing more and actually providing back to the community. So she's, you know, being in the healthcare field, you know, I tell her she she cares a lot about people. Uh, I care a lot about computers and, and real estate. <laughs> And I mean, and 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 I'm sure you guys will. I'm sure you guys will find the happy medium, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, can can you uh, talk a little bit? Um, you know, one of our questions we like to ask on this podcast is, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? Oh, this one is a good one. So. <laughs> When I was when I turned eighteen, or I think right before I turned eighteen, uh, finished high school, I moved out to Fort Wayne, Indiana, for my undergrad. Before when I first got there, my mom called me. Is like, you know, do you want me to just come up there? I can buy a house, you know, and you can live in it and rent out the bedrooms to find some people to rent out the bedrooms to, or find some classmates to rent out the bedrooms to. And so I I look at it now, and I'm just like you're an idiot because <laughs> i said no no i want to live in the dorms <laughs> yep. and, and hang out with people and meet people and you know that was my 18 year old brain thinking yep. and now i'm just like oh my god why didn't i say yes so yes i would go back and tell them say yes the friends will come regardless say yes and start that start that adventure journey early on <laughs> 
man, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. My, you know, and, 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 and I don't know if it's like an ego thing or like, uh, a status thing, but like to, in today's age, right? Like I'll, I'll tell a couple of my friends or buddies that are younger than me, you know, and they're looking to buy a house. And I'm like, man, you should really think about like house hacking or like, right. Yeah. Or, or doing something. So you're, you don't have such a big mortgage. Right. Right. Or, and it, it's just so funny because it's like, they hear that and it's, it's, it's like, uh, uh Kubi, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, all right, well, like I said, if if I if like where I'm at now, if I could go back, I would. I mean, and again, like you have to go through your experiences, to, yeah, to like true. to learn, right, and like yep. to understand these things, you know. <laughs> and so I don't want to say like if I could, like if I could go back, I would change A, B, and C. But like that's one thing that I wish I would have done sooner is like, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's look at house hacking or like or doing a things a little bit more differently back, back then. Right. But the, right. Yeah. But the house hacking, I mean, my business, my business partner, that's he, that's all he does is house hack. Like he, I think he's been house hacking since he's been married and oh, I mean, wow. those, that's awesome. those guys, yeah, those guys maybe pay like, I mean, maybe $200 for, <sighs> for their mortgage. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Right. You know, and that's the thing is like, I don't know, like how you explain that to people. It's like, guys, like, can you imagine not having a a 15 or $2,000 mortgage, but you literally are paying $200 a month? Yeah. I I think one of the ways I found to try to explain it to like friends is like, here, let's, let me just show you the numbers. Like I actually literally get a piece of paper and like, all right, here's how much your mortgage is going to be. Here's how much your potential rent at like the low end could be. Right. And then see the difference what's the difference in between and that's what you need to pay for your mortgage <laughs> so it, think, like sorry no go ahead go ahead i was just gonna add to that like and i I've, I've done the math on my own more like my own mortgage right and it's like if you if you just take it out the, the 30 years right like whatever whatever you, do, you take it out the 30 years and you just like this one paying like fine like i would challenge like tell people like what is your loan right now or your mortgage what's your total mortgage like what's the value of that mm-hmm. so you have that number and then take what you're paying now multiply that by 30 if, if you have a 30-year mortgage this will probably be more eye-opening than someone that's got a 10 or 15 because right the 10, yeah, the, the, the 10 or 15 people are probably trying to pay their mortgage off quick yeah um but if you got a 30 take what you pay now and multiply by 30 just and see the difference between your like what your actual mortgage number is versus what you'll end up paying at the end of 30. Yeah. And it like I like I did the number like <laughs> I I ran those numbers a while ago and I was like, "Bro, what is this?" <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. but it's just one of those things, man, like like you know, in today's world, right? Like that's the last thing people are trying to do, right? Like people are so busy, like, and I feel like it's all a game, right? Like the world makes us so busy. So we don't have time to like sit down and, and think and have these conversations. Uh, we're just in the rat race all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that's definitely the, that's definitely the mentality. It's always like, Oh, let me just work to get this next check and use it for the next expense. And it's like, you know, take, you know, take a step back and just, you know, think things through a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Henry, this this was a great, great episode, man. I just want to say thanks again for coming on and sharing a little bit about, about you and your story. Um, is If people want to see like what you're doing, um, what, like where's the best place for them to um, reach out to you? So I've got a, a I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, uh, somewhat not a little bit on Facebook. Uh, I'm not a big Facebook or social media person, uh, but trying to get better at it. You know, it, it certainly helps with building relationships with people and just kind of staying in touch. So yeah, definitely like you know Facebook or um, Instagram, oh, Instagram uh, LinkedIn, or and then also my website as well, which is henryofia.com. Awesome. 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 Well, Henry, it was great, man. I really appreciate it. And, and you and your wife, I'm, I'm sure that you guys will definitely be buying your first multifamily um, here in the near future, man. So just uh, keep us updated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, well, so we actually do have our first multifamily. We're just look get bigger multifamily ones. So yeah. more than 25 units. <laughs> more, okay. So that's the goal. It's, 20, it's 25, 25 units. That's or the more than 25. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will, will hit that pretty soon. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but thanks again for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks, Cooper. This was great. Thank you. Another great episode, episode one thirty two. Racking them, just racking them. Um, I, I love, I love stories like, like, like those ones. Um, because I. I I don't want to say they're more relatable to me because I feel like everybody we bring on here, we can relate to to their story, right? But anytime I hear a dude that that came over from a different country, came into the U.S., you know, is in school, bought some some property, um, it just like like I'm, I love it, I love it. So listen to Henry's story again, just him and his wife just just making a decision and taking action. Man, like if there is one common theme of this podcast, it's making the decision and taking action on that decision and setting goals, setting goals. Him and his wife set a goal to buy two properties for like four to five years. And now they're sitting at like 17 doors. I mean, come on. This just awesome. And then, you know, I love the fear, uh, just talking through the fear, right? And just putting it down on paper, like, hey, what's the worst case scenario right now? Like, like what would be the worst case scenario for the situation? And if I'm okay with worst case, let's do it. And it doesn't even mean you have to be okay with worst case. But if you do get, oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> but if you do get to the worst case, like, okay, if this happens, what's my next, what's my game plan after this? And put, and put a plan together if worst case happens, right? Uh, but, I, but you'll be surprised. Worst case never happens. I, well, I shouldn't say never, but it's very unlikely worst case will happen. Again, it's just our mind just like trying to protect you, right? Like, oh, don't do this because the building's going to explode. Uh, toilets are going to burst. It's going to get cold. Like your mind will just come up with stuff. Like, where did that come from? I didn't like, you know, so just, just talk through it. Talk through your mind, talk through your fear, um, and and just go for that. Go for it. Um, but yeah, this was great. Uh, make sure you follow Henry um, on social media, uh, LinkedIn. I'll be post posting that here uh, on here. So yeah, guys, just uh, 
Make sure you follow him. And uh, yeah, make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. Um, two things. Mahana Fresh is in Fargo. If you haven't heard, there's a new bowl in town. The Hawaiian ham. If you're not a big ham person, if you're not a big pineapple person, that's fine. Uh, the bowl is still awesome. You know, again, just how the flavors mix and how they touch the different palates in your mouth is making me water right now. Or make my mouth water. Get your head out of the gutter, people. Um, I have another announcement, but I don't know if... I don't know if uh, I would have received the products yet before I can make this announcement. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause on this one. Uh, but I'm sure... You guys will see it on social media. You guys will see it, like you know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying different things. I'm just in a, a time, time in my life where I'm, I'm just trying to economize and capitalize on everything I'm doing or finding ways to do that. Right. I love to work out. I'm at the gym. Right. Um, I do different things when I like. I have a certain workout regimen. So why not partner up with somebody or with a group that's gonna help me um help me uh help other people so to speak right uh so i'm really pumped for this for what i got cooking um yeah i'm super pumped i'm super pumped oh and i got something else coming up this week when this drops but i can't i can't say guys like a lot of it is 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 like in the cocoon right now and, and you know i'm just just in the lab right now uh so yeah guys uh again Episode 132, make sure you check it out. Uh, Make sure you follow Henry on LinkedIn. Everybody have a great week. Bye.